Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the, the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Jordan Oppett here, filling in for Frankie Mackay. Many of you will know me as a TVNZ One News sports reporter here in Christchurch. And I tell you what, there's been a bit on, actually, right here in Otatahi in the last couple of days. The big one for us in New Zealand, the Black Caps, and more specifically, Test Captaincy. On the day the squad to head to Pakistan was named, news broke Kane Williamson would be stepping down from Test Captaincy duties and only steady the ship in the white ball formats. It leaves him to focus on being a specialist batsman and an opportunity for Tim Southey to take over the reins with the red ball cricket. I believe it's the first time split captaincy has been used in New Zealand cricketing history and New Zealand cricket CEO David White hasn't ruled out a split coaching setup too. So as I say, bit on. In terms of the naming, Glenn Phillips is in line for his second ever test. Blair Tickner's in with a chance to debut. And Ish Sodi has been recalled after a four-year hiatus. Well, we're joined by the man himself, Mr Sodi, this morning. Morning, Ish. Firstly, congratulations. And what does it mean to be recalled into the test squad after four years? Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you for that. Um, obviously really exciting. Um been a long time between drinks and four years since my last test match and um, I guess it's been a nice time for a bit of reflection on, on how important test cricket has been to me over the years and um, and I guess for, for to have the chance to go back and, and hopefully uh, make a contribution to that side is, is a really exciting prospect. Yeah, Gary mentioned yesterday you've been working hard on this recall in some ways, especially with tweaking your bowling. What are some of the changes you've made to put you in good stead for red ball cricket? Yeah, the biggest thing I've done is, is sort of um, change my run-up, which, you know, I guess at the time felt like such a big risk because, you know, I've been doing it one way for about 18 years and, and thought, you know, if I wanted to, you know, keep propelling my career forward, then this was something that was important to me to get more energy at the crease. And so uh, that was a big focus for me, started in, in about April. Um, and I saw some great benefit from it uh, with my white ball cricket and in terms of consistency. And and I guess that's a big thing about test cricket is you can try to be consistent over a long period of time. So I'm hoping this does help me in the red ball format too. They say, you know, test cricket's the pinnacle of it for you cricketers. What is it that you love about test cricket? Oh, it's just the, you know, I guess winning games of test cricket, especially, you know, in, in tough conditions overseas, you know, against teams which traditionally you're not sort of expected to beat. Um, it's just the, the toil that you have of test cricket, the, the fifth day, you know, if you can win in the last couple of sessions, the the camaraderie you have that you share between your teammates is sitting around a around a changing room and discussing what happened in the game, having a cold beer, and you know, just reminiscing on a lot of the tough work that's gone into the toil. And I think that's something that's really unique to long format cricket, as opposed to you know, three hours of of a bit of a miss. Yeah, uh, you don't like beers, Ish. What are you talking about? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Only the hazy ones. <laughs> um, you debuted 10 years ago in the Test Arena. What do you make of, I guess, your, your career since then? And I guess what's changed in that time? Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I hear that and I still can't believe that I'm still here. Um, you know, 30, <laughs> well, I've just turned 30, which, you know, 
generally a lot of people say is, is reasonably young for a cricketer. And, um, you know, I can look back on my career so far with some really fond experiences and, and, you know, times that I got to share with a lot of great people as well. But I guess the start of my career was all about test cricket, ball cricket. And, and during that era, that was all we played. But I was fortunate, I guess, through the middle part of my career to find white ball cricket um, and a little bit of a niche in T20 cricket, which has been, you know, really exciting and has, has given me a career that, you know, I've really enjoyed over the past few years. And, and so, you know, 30 years old, still being getting a chance to go back and play some test cricket. Um, it's really exciting and um, it's really cool to know as well that I've got, you know, in the background this white ball, white ball game that I've really enjoyed and, and still look to enjoy for the next you know, few years to come. How important, I guess, has it been for you, or I guess beneficial or impactful, to make that move to Canterbury when you did only a couple of seasons ago? Yeah, I think it's been really beneficial for me. You know, it's really helped with with family life, um, being home mm. uh, around family more often. You know, like uh, playing for Northern Districts, always felt like a bit of a gypsy. Uh, you know, I lived in Auckland uh, in Papatoito. I obviously had a, a few exchanges in Pukekohe High School, um, but <laughs> yeah, I was. I always sort of had to move to, to Hamilton, drive there, drive to Mount Monganui and stuff. And I absolutely love my time in Northern Districts. But I guess I was at that stage of my, my career and probably age that I just needed a bit of stability. And so I've um, been really fortunate that Canterbury have opened me with, well, welcomed me with open arms. And um, you know, it's been a really good start so far and, and hopefully something that continues for a long time to come. For a bit of context to that for everyone, Ish and I went to rival high schools in South Auckland, so that's what that's all about. <laughs> and yeah, uh, what right. people might not know as well is that Ish is also very good at lawn bowls. Quickly tell us about that, Ish. Yeah, no, I, I did actually take down a few old uh, Pukekohe lawn bowl stalwarts stall back in the <laughs> high school days and um, managed to get myself down to a, a championship event in Wellington. Um, for a game that I only started to take a couple of days off school for. So, uh, <laughs> very exciting time. How good. How good. And back to the cricket. You're now going to spend Christmas in Karachi. How are you feeling about the series in Pakistan? Yeah, no, really excited, firstly, to get over there and play the series. I think it's always, you know, tough to be away during during times like Christmas. I think it's such a great time to be in New Zealand. You know, the weather's amazing. Your friends and family are around. And you spend a lot of time away as a as a sports person, so having those times where, you know, a lot of your family members and friends are free as well, you know, off work to have that time to be able to spend together. It's obviously um, a bit of a sacrifice that you make going away at this time of the year, but, um, you know, everyone's been so supportive of, of me, you know, going away and, and doing what I do and especially to get back in the test side, I guess, you know, it gives them something to watch over that period, which is really exciting too. Are the conditions in Pakistan an exciting prospect too? Because the Leagues have had a couple of uh, good good games over there in terms of the series between Pakistan and England. Yeah, look, um, I think especially the second test that they played over there showed that there were signs of turn and our second test is going to be in the same place in Multan. So I'm not sure what Karachi is going to be like. Um, I don't think it's, it's going to turn as much as what you expect in places like Sri Lanka or India. Um, but it's going to be something that we have to adapt to and, and hopefully we can sort of, you know, be able to make a few breakthroughs because taking 20 wickets is, you know, the only way you can win test matches and that's something that we aspire to do. And this is your first trip to Pakistan, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it'll be my first time playing there. You know, I was you know, I was there last year when we got sent home um, after yeah. about a week or so, so didn't get a chance to play there, which... I think would have been one of the last sort of test playing nations that I'd get a chance to play at, which 
you know, it was really exciting to tick off the bucket. So um, it'd be cool if, if I get that opportunity now. And um, no, it's a, it's a great bunch of guys to be able to do it with too. And just lastly, obviously, big news out this week with the Black Caps and your captaincy change. I guess, what do you make of the decision? And I guess, how excited are you about having Tim Southey take over those reins? Yeah, it's a bit of an end of an era. Um, you know, yeah. Kane, you know, over the last few days, it's been, um, you know, pretty heartfelt sort of all the support that he's got. And, and you know, um, been a, a great time for reflection on how successful a, a period it's been for New Zealand cricket and, you know, Looking back at, at the last 10 or so years, I think, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to say it's not one of the most successful years New Zealand cricket's ever had. And so for him to be able to lead that and uh, a lot of the guys to be a part of that um, was a really special thing. And I guess for him, being a young cricketer, um, seeing that, you know, he wants to move in a different direction and, and he can go out on his own terms, I think it's great for him. And a guy like Tim, who's led the side, um, especially a number of times in T20i cricket, um, you know, I'm sure is going to do a great job in his absence and hopefully adds his own own little spin onto the captaincy as well because that's a whole part of it. It's just sort of um, being really instinctive and that's something Tim's really good at too. Yeah. The end of an era but the start of an exciting new chapter. Thank you so much for your time, Ish, and all the best over in Pakistan. Have a safe and happy Christmas and good luck. Thanks, Jordan. Cheers. S-E-N-Z. Time for your local sports update thanks to Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. Our champion Crusaders have been crowned the best sports team in Australasia for the second time. They've beaten out the A-League side Melbourne City, the AFL's Geelong Cats and back-to-back NRL Premier's Penrith Panthers. Old Boys Collegians are one step closer to representing Canterbury next year's National Club Cricket Championships after winning the Christchurch Metro T20 comp. OBC are in the process of organising games against the Canterbury Country and South Canterbury winners to decide who takes part in the Nationals in April. New Zealand's most decorated Paralympian, Dame Sophie Pascoe, a proud Cantab, has been appointed an apprentice on the Swimming New Zealand board. The 11-time gold medalist shared the announcement via her own social media channel, saying she's looking forward to continue being able to make positive impacts in the New Zealand swimming community. And Matatu, the uh, women's Opiki rugby team, have announced that Napunawai will now be their home ground as opposed to Orange Theory. That's usually the home of Rugby League, now the home of, hopefully, next year's Opiki Stars. That's your local sports update. Thanks to Trident Homes, proud supporters of the Trident Home Tactics. Check out their modern home plans at tridenthomes.nz.